God is good. All the time. Amen. The word of God says this and do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because your salvation is nearer than it when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. This time I'd like to go to God in prayer. Tim, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. Maybe seated. Thank you, Tim. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. I'd like to talk to you a little while this morning on the rest of the story. The rest of the story. I believe today, and you've heard me say this many times before, I believe when you are saved, it is just the beginning. Amen? It's not the end. Being saved is a great unbelievable experience that you can have in your heart and your life to realize that somebody loves you so much that he laid down his life for you first, right? Gave everything that he had, went through all the pain and the anguish and torment that took place there, and he did it just for you so that all those sins, and I want you to know something this morning, we've all had those sins, amen? We're all in the same basket, aren't we? We've all had those sins in our lives. All those sins that you had, Jesus took them to the cross with him. And he died upon the cross for you to give you the opportunity, wherever that was. You remember when that was, where you was at? We used to sing that song, what day it was. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember how you felt? Do you remember the people that was around you when you were saved? Those smiling faces that you saw, those people that just, like, the burden was lifted from you, but it was also what? Lifted from them. Because now they knew not only they were going to be able to be with you on this side of heaven, but also heaven was going to be a place that you both could be together. What a weight that is lifted. Do you remember after you stood up from that altar how you felt? Do you remember feeling that, I remember right after I was saved, I thought I could conquer the world the next day. Isn't the rest of you like that? Now I have salvation. Now I have God. Now I have everything that I need. Now I can go out into the world and share the glorious love of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to know something. There's nothing out in this world that's bigger than God. Amen. There's nothing out in this world that's bigger than the love that God has for you. But so often we just sort of just, we were on that day, we were saved on that day. But for some reason we're just stuck in neutral, aren't we? We're not moving forward how God wants us to. We're not doing our very best to take our Christianity that started on that day when we first believed, as the scripture says there, when you first believed in Jesus now we have to take that Christianity that God has placed into us and we have to live it when? Every day. Every minute. Every second. Every breath of your life. When I was a young social worker as a new supervisor, there was a 
position opened up over in Morgantown. Any of you know where Morgantown is? In Butler County? It was an hour and 10 minutes from our driveway. I knew that because I drove it five days a week. Did that for about seven years, I guess. I'd get up every morning. And I'd drive to Morgantown every morning and get there bright and early at 7 o'clock. And then at lunchtime, if I wasn't in a meeting or something else didn't blow up, I would get my little truck and drive from, I had Butler County, I also supervised Edmondson County. So I would drive from Butler County, Morgantown, over to Edmondson County, over there to Brownsville. I can tell you, Brownsville was the only place I ever worked that they took an ice pick and took care of all my tars one day there in the parking lot. But on the way between Morgantown and Brownsville, I would turn on the radio over, y'all, some of y'all youngins don't realize this. There used to be an AM station. Y'all, it's still there somewhere, isn't it? You, did, you just don't put, you got the Sirius XM and the FM 1 and 2 and 3 and all that. But there was an AM station, and I'd turn it over there. A lot of times been waiting for the Reds game to come on, the radio. But there was a guy that would be on there talking. Any of you ever heard of Paul Harvey? Now, he was interested. He'd tell all kinds of things. And you'd hear all, all kinds of things that, that helped you to mold you and to shape you. I believe if you listened to Paul Harvey, your life was a little better. I wish we still had a little Paul Harvey in the world today. Amen? A little Paul Harvey to give you instructions. But at the end of whenever Paul Harvey went through everything and all of his commercials, I always loved all of those commercials that he had. He would say at the end of it, for now, now the rest of the story. The rest of the story. Now, a story is interesting, isn't it? Because if you're a part of the story, you have what you believe happened, right? The person that was with you has their own idea of what the story is, and then what? Then there's the truth that what really did happen, right? And that's what, sort of what Paul Harvey would do, and yeah, I, would, I would listen so intently to what Paul Harvey was going to tell me, and I would think about that the rest of the day. I think about that as a Christian, how can you relate that? Well, I believe that being saved is just part of the story. Amen? This today is going to be a, one of those simple sermons by your preacher that we've been preaching all day long. We preached it in Sunday school this morning, and then Naomi comes up, does the children's church, and she preaches on it too. So that's, that's a wonderful thing to happen. But being a Christian, I believe, is sort of simple, isn't it? We just make it too difficult. Simple things as we as Christians, we need to learn in our life and mold and shape our lives. I believe today that young Christians need to be able to know that it's okay to make mistakes, isn't it? It's okay to mess up. You're going to have shortcomings. It doesn't mean just because you're saved, you're never going to make a mistake again. Doesn't mean that. It means you're going to try to do better, right? You're not going to try to make the same mistake over and over and over and over again, but you are going to do your very best to look, do a little better. Paul Harvey would say the rest of the story will tell you that you have to grow and mature as a Christian. 
You have to learn more about God as a Christian. You have to do your very best to strive forward to be more like God. We were talking about spiritual leaders this morning in our Sunday school class. God wants us to be able to mature to that, doesn't he? He wants you to become a spiritual leader. He wants you to be able to be that person that helps and molds and shapes you. You remember that person when you were trying to turn your heart and life over to Jesus Christ and you had questions and you didn't understand it? Do you remember that person that prayed for you to be saved? Do you remember that? Do you remember that person that would come and talk to you about being saved? I remember as a young boy, we had a couple of ladies there at the church and, and they just come back there and sit in the pew with you. And they just put their hand on your knee and say, honey, are you saved? Honey, you need to go to the altar today? And you know, for a while I was like, you know, don't, don't embarrass me like that. Don't, don't do that. But I came to find out those people really loved me, didn't they? And they cared for me, as Brother Charles says. They loved me enough to pray for me. Guess what? God wants you to be able to be more mature and be that person, don't they? Doesn't he? He wants you to be the person that somebody looks at and says, that is one of the people that helped me turn my heart and life over to Christ. The rest of the story was that they cared enough about me to pray for me, to be there for me, to talk to me, to uplift me, and to let me know that I was not alone. I know as a young, young preacher... Over in Adair County, I had four churches, as I've told y'all before, and I preached at every one of them every Sunday. Do y'all realize that preachers can get burned out? Preachers' wives sure can get burned out, right, Jimmy and Sheila back there? Especially four Sunday. Can you imagine listening to me four times on a Sunday? Sheila got to do that all the time. And I remember as a young, young, young preacher wondering, what's, where's this going? What, God, what does God have for me? It was a brother, John Coomer, that lived over in Adair County. And he, he came to my house one, one Sunday afternoon. He told me this. And I believed it. He said, when you have problems, you call me and I'll pray for you. When you're struggling, you let me know and I'll go with you. Whatever you need, we're going to make it together, me and you and God. Boy, that meant a lot to me. That's what God wants us to be growing as a Christian to be, don't we? Somebody that people look at us and say, that's somebody I can rely upon. Paul says over in Philippians 2, Therefore, my dear brothers, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Paul means you're not alone. You're not facing this world all by yourself. God gives you some things that you have. First of all, I believe, as a Christian, I told you it's a simple sermon today, you need to read your Bibles. You need to read your Bibles. You know there's more in the Bible than just the Gospels. Do y'all realize that? A lot of people just spend all their life work. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's where we stay, isn't it? We just stay there. But that, I believe that God's word is the inspired word of God. What does that mean? 
I believe you could open the same scripture on a Monday and read it and God talks to you. And then you could open again on a Wednesday and God talks to you in a different way, can't he? Because God knows what you need. As Christians, the Bible is something that we should be able to want to be a part of. Listen to this scripture over in Psalms 119. You don't hear anything else I say today. Make sure you hear this scripture. I, I, I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every, every wrong path. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. Your word is a lamp. What does that say to you? Well, I think Kevin and Brother Charles could tell you when it gets dark at night and you don't have no electricity, it's what? It's dark. You can't see yourself. I was, when I was, was be out on all kinds of calls in the middle of the night, I would come home real quiet at our house and I'd do my very best to open up the door real quiet and I'd walk in you ever notice you cannot keep a door from squeaking? You ever notice that? But I would, I would real easy open the door to come on in. And I would walk in, try my best not to wake up nobody in the house. Wouldn't turn the lights on because it didn't want to bother anybody in the house. You know, that works really good if you don't have a wife that just loves to change the furniture around all the time. I was not blessed with that. She liked to do that, and I would come into the living room and where the couch used to be, now you got the table or, or the lamps there or whatever it may be, and I would turn the corner trying to, to get back to the room, and all of a sudden, boom! Woke up everybody on the street, just not, just not myself. It's scary when you're walking and living in the dark, isn't it? It is. You don't know what's coming your way. You don't know what you're facing. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. But we're reading the scriptures this morning. Your word is a lamp for my feet. What does that say to you? Praise be to God, even when you're in your darkest hour, God is your light, isn't he? Your Bible shares with you your roadmap on how to be able to overcome the spot you're in. How to be able to give you what you you need in your life gives you that light to be able to go and folks i i've seen that light many times before haven't you when you're down and you're out and you don't know what to do and you're just there all by yourself all by yourself i remember when i was in the hospital i'm not going to go way into this but right beside me was a gideon's bible and I remember many, many times just rolling over and stretching and getting that Bible and reading the Bible for just a little while. And it didn't matter where I opened it up. God's word was talking to me. Thank God for that. Amen. And you've got them everywhere. Now, let me ask you this question. Don't say it out loud. When was the last time the word of God was read in your house? When was the last time your kids heard you read your Bible? When was the last time your grandkids heard you read your Bible? Do you know where your Bible is? you know where it is at the house? Do you open that up every day? And do you read and you talk to God? 
Hopefully you do. Hopefully you say to yourself, this is an integral part of my being. My Bible is going to help me not only to be saved, it's going to keep me walking in the light. Right? It's going to show me the path that God wants me to go. It's going to give me the inspiration to overcome the things that tie me down and bring me down and causes me to stumble. It's going to give me the strength that I have. One of the things that we believe here at Bethlehem Church, if the Bible doesn't back it up, we don't need to do it. Amen? We should not only say Bethlehem Church believes that, we should also say what? I believe that. The Bible is what I need. The Bible is what gives me direction in my life, and gives me the strength, and gives me the encouragement that I need. Next, it's what I was taught, telling you all in prayer meeting this morning. Next part of striving forward and being a Christian is not only reading your Bible, but you got to pray. Amen? It was amazing. It just amazes me. I, you know, the Sunday school lesson, I don't know how long ago, Nick. It had been a long time. Minimum that, that was prepared. Who knew that we would in line, the Sunday school lesson would line up with what we were going to preach on just a little bit this morning. But isn't that wonderful how God works? Amen. But prayer, that seems pretty simple, doesn't it? Brother Kevin back there sent me a little long text. It's about that long. It came yesterday. I was driving. Sheila says, well, Kevin's done text you a book. And I said, well, you, you just read it to me. Well, I'm going to try. I'm not going to You know, I'm not much of a reading to you preacher, okay? So I'm just going to sort of give you the, the rest <laughs> of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. There was a man that wanted to go to a lot of churches in the whole United States and see what all the churches were, were all about. So he went out to San Francisco to start. He went into this church. And he looked all the way around, he was going to take pictures inside the church and talk about, talk to the preacher and so on and so forth. And there was a sign in the back of the church that says, $10,000 for one minute. $10,000 for one minute. The man walked over to the preacher and says, what does that sign mean? He said, well, if you pay $10,000 to the church, you will be able to talk to God for one minute. So he left that church and he started going to all the other uh, states throughout the United States, working from west to east. That's right, isn't it? West to east. And he was stopping at all these places. He stopped at all these different states. And every state that he would stop at, there'd be a sign in the back that says, $10,000 for a minute. For a minute. Hey, the guy said, no, I got to find a cheaper. I would want to find a cheaper place in there, right? So he wound up in Monroe County, Kentucky. Y'all know where that is? We're not going to say which church he uh, found himself at. But he walked into the church and looked, and there was a sign back there, too. And it says, 35 cents for one Minute. The man looked at the preacher that was there and says, I've been all over the United States and everybody else wants $10,000 for one minute. 
Why is it only 35 cents here? And the preacher says, honey, that's a local call here. Amen? It's a local call here. Well, folks, it is, isn't it? Isn't it great to know you can pray? They can't take that away from you. I want you to know that. No matter how hard they try, you can still pray. I even had the scripture that Naomi shared this morning that I was going to share with you. It was on the slides, wasn't it, BJ? That's it. Over in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all your circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You need to pray, and you need to pray from the heart, don't you? You pray from the heart, continuously. How would your wife like it if the only nice things you said to her came out of a Hallmark card? I would say after a while, your wife would be saying, honey, you're going to have to come up with something fresh, right? You've already used that one. You gave that one to me for Mother's Day last year, right? And the other one's from birthday this past year. A lot of times that's what we do to God, isn't it? Find us a little written out prayer or something else we've already used a few times and we say, God, here I am again. And we just, God, here I am. We just unload on him, don't we? Over and over and over and over about what we want to pray about. As Christians, we need to say to ourselves, I'm going to work on doing my very best to pray to God and talk to God and talk to God about what is going on in my life. I've said this many times to a lot of you that's heard me preach throughout the years, but my mama, if I hadn't called to talk to her for a while, first thing she would say to me when she answered the phone and knew it was my voice, she'd say, well, you didn't forget about your old mama, did you? And I'd say, no, Mama, I, I didn't forget about you. Well, it's sure been long enough. And I said, well, yes, Mama, I know. wonder how many times God wants to say that to us. Did you forget about me? Remember who I am? I want to hear the rest of the story. I don't want you just to tell me about everything you need and all your problems. I want to hear what's going on good in your life. Why don't you just talk to me? I want you to pray continuously to me and tell me about the good things that's going on with your kids and your grandkids and your job and everything else that's going on. I, I, I want to hear those things. God wants to talk to you about those things. Also, we also as a Christian, I believe as we grow, not only we do, do we need to read our Bibles and we need to pray, we need to go to church, don't we? That seems simple. We need... Christians should be at work, at church. That should be something we look forward to during the week. Have you ever heard anybody, I haven't heard this lately a whole lot. Have you ever heard anybody say, no, I can't come because i got to go to church? Seemingly the world's twisted that around, isn't it? If there's nothing else going on, or I don't need to be somewhere else, then I'll what? Go to church. That's not what God wants from us. God wants us in the scripture that we have there as well over in Hebrews chapter 10. He says, not giving up meeting together as some is in the habit of doing, 
but encouraging one another. There's a lot of, there's people all over the world that have said, what has COVID done to the church? I think COVID just gave us an excuse to stay home, didn't it? That's not what God wants. He wants us to be at church. When you miss church, you should miss church, shouldn't you? You should honestly miss going to church. <laughs> it was so funny. They're in the hospital. We'd, we'd listen, as y'all know, we'd listen to y'all every Sunday on over the over my phone or whatever that may be or over the app after I figure it out. And I'd call BJ like four times. BJ, I can't hear it. I don't, don't know what it. BJ said, well, unmute your phone. Oh, yeah, that sounds, that's, that's so much better. It, it sounds so much. You know what was amazing about that? As after a while, we had nurses listening. And they'd come in and go, what are y'all doing? Because Jill and I had a tendency of singing when y'all were singing. And, and I would amen a little bit every once in a while that was there. But nurses that couldn't go to church, guess what they wanted to do? They wanted to go to church. They wanted to be a part of church. Church, we are so blessed today to have a church. Amen? We are so blessed to have a church that's based upon God. We are so blessed to be able to say to ourselves, I'm going to go to church to be blessed, and I'm going to go to church to grow. Right? I'm going to go to a church where I feel like that I'm a part of a family, but beyond that, I'm a part of God's family. That I feel that grace of God. And lastly, this morning, <coughs> I believe you need to be able, as a Christian, you need to be able to share your testimony, don't you? Hit a little bit of that on Sunday school this morning, and I told Joe we was going to have to wait just a little while. Let the preacher preach on it today. But our testimony is something important. I remember when I was young, you go to church, you'd have singing, praying, you'd have our prayer requests, announcements, all that. Preacher would preach. And then a big percentage of the time that you were at church was you listened to people what? Testify. And what would they testify? People say, well, Brother Paul, I don't know what to say. Well, you know what? When I say on Sunday mornings, God is good, what do you all always say? Oh, no. That's all a testimony is, isn't it? About how good God is to you. When you're talking about glory sightings, guess what? You don't know it, but you just testified a little bit, didn't you? As Christians, we need to be, when God puts that on, have you ever wanted to share and wanted to testify and didn't? I've done that before, been in big churches or some of them big meetings I used to go to and go, I want to say something, but, you know, you all know me. Some of my words don't come out the best. Sometimes I forget what I'm supposed to, I want to say and all this. What are people going to say? One of the things that I realized with God, when you are testifying for God, God's going to give you the words to say, isn't he? He's going to help you. He's going to make you strong. When that testimony comes to your lips, that's something, because you see, you might say, well, Brother Paul, I don't know what people's going to think about my testimony. Well, you know what? Don't worry. I think we, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. Maybe it's because I'm retired now. I really don't care as much what other people think. <laughs> I used to. I used to be, oh, what are they going to think? You know, are they still going to talk? I, I get, I'm sort of at that point now. I'm just concerned about what God thinks. Amen. 
And if God says to you, you need to testify, he's saying there's somebody that needs to hear it. You realize that? If God wants you to testify, it's not for your glory, for everybody to look at you and go, wow, they can really talk. Wow, they can, they can really say it. No, it's somebody in that area around about you that's being blessed because you testified. I've been blessed many times by hearing other people testify, haven't you? And I've left many a services before that if that person hadn't testified, I don't believe I've been as blessed as I was when I was leaving. Today, you can testify whatever you want to. You can test when I'm preaching, you can say, wait a minute, preacher. Stop a minute. I, I, I got something to say. Ain't nothing wrong with that. People say, oh, we're messing. No, I think that's what we've lost a lot in the churches, haven't we? We need to let the Spirit be what? In control. Leading us. Whatever God shares with us. But we have that special time at the end of church where I always say, is there anything anybody else has got to say, right? God leads something on your mind today. Say it. Now, don't just say it because, well, the preacher said I had to talk today. No. God laid something on your mind, share it and testify, because it's going to help you grow as a, as a Christian. Because guess what? Not only do I want to see you on Sunday morning, and not only do I want to shake your hand on Sunday morning, and not only do you want to smile at me on Sunday morning, right? I want to hear the rest of your story. I want to hear about what God's done for you and how God has blessed you you. Paul Harvey's a good guy. Lived a great life. Touched many people's lives with the rest of the story. Folks, today you can touch some people's lives too, can't you? As you grow as a Christian. And you do that by reading your Bibles and praying, going to church and being willing to share that testimony. Today, whatever God's talked to you about today, maybe you need to pray about something that has nothing to do with the sermon. Praise God for that, right? That meant that God talked to you. Whatever that is that God has laid upon your heart this morning, we invite you to come as we have our closing song.